Next, the golden days of radio. This is Frank Brzee inviting you to join me for the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past, headlining some of the world's most famous personalities. On this program, we are featuring Phil Harris, Dennis Day, Rochester, Mary Livingston, announcer Don Wilson, comedian Fred Allen, and our host, Jack Benny. Now we continue our salute to one of America's great radio stations. Hello again, this is Jack Benny speaking, and I'd like to add my congratulations to KFI on their 39th anniversary. Hmm. I'd like to wish them a happy 50th anniversary, but I've been stuck on the number 39 for so many years, I'm afraid to change. Every Sunday afternoon at 4 o'clock, we broadcast our show on KFI. And I'm happy to say there was so much interest that in the evening at 9.30, this station presented a rebroadcast by transcription. Hey, I wonder if I ever got paid for that one. I'll never forget those Sundays I spent with Rochester, Dennis Day, Phil Harris, my announcer, Don Wilson, and, of course, my wife, Mary Livingston. Starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Rochester, Dennis Day, yours truly, Don Wilson. And now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go out to Jack Benny's home in Beverly Hills, where we find Rochester helping Jack fix up his scrapbook. Uh, Rochester, have you got the scissors? Yeah, I'm cutting something out of the front page of the Pasadena News. It's a picture of you kissing the Queen of the Rose Parade. Oh, yes. Gee, that is a nice picture of me, isn't it? And some color, too. It would be even nicer if your eyelashes weren't so gray. <laughs> Rochester, my lashes aren't gray. Just that my eyes are so blue, they pick up lint. <laughs> <laughs> now, Rochester... I've got enough clippings for my scrapbook. I better start pasting them in. You know? Boss, I looked everywhere, but I can't find the glue. Well, just mix some flour and water. That'll make a good paste. I thought of that, too, but we're all out of flour. We're out of flour? Yeah, yesterday I had hardly enough to finish baking the bread. Well, if we're short of flour, why'd you bake so much bread? I had to. Barbara Stanwyck ordered four extra loaves. <laughs> oh. With raisins yet. <laughs> Oh, Jack, Jack! Oh, hello, Mary. Hey, come on in the house, Mary. Well, I haven't got time. I just stopped by to ask if I could skip rehearsal tomorrow. Skip rehearsal? Why? Well, my sister babe is coming in from Plainfield, and she's trying to forget a broken romance. Oh, no, not Sebastian. <laughs> no, no, a new one. Oh. And she was so in love with him, they were all ready to elope. The ladder was up against the house, the window was open, and Babe was so embarrassed. Why? He wasn't home. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame. What, what did she do? Well, as long as she was up there, she painted the house. <laughs> uh, 
Well, when a guy gives you the brush, I guess you must use it. Mary, who was that, uh... Mary, you know you gotta ad lib once in a while. <laughs> Say, Mary, why don't you come in for a little while? Oh, no, no, Jack, I've got to run along now. See you later. Okay. da da dee da dum da dum Oh, Rochester! Rochester, I got the flowers so we, we can make the uh, You paste. won't need it now, boss. I found some glue. I've already pasted things in the book. Wait a minute. This stuff doesn't seem to be sticking very well. Rochester, is this glue fresh? Fresh? Only two days ago, it was eight to one at Santa Anita. <laughs> what? I had him across the board, wind, place, and mucilage. <laughs> no. Well, how do you like that? I'll get the door. Oh, hello, Dennis. Hello, Mr. Benny. I just came over to tell you the good news. Good news? What? I finally got two tickets for the Rose Bowl game. Two tickets for the Rose Bowl game? Dennis, that game was played almost three weeks ago. I know. That's why they're so hard to get now. <laughs> Dennis, go outside and come back in again. Okay. Oh, hello, Dennis. Howdy, bub. <laughs> well, that's better. Now you're Titus Moody. Yep, and I've got two tickets to the Rose Bowl game. Now cut that out! My feud with Fred Allen started out by accident. A lot of people imagine we planned it. But if we had, it would not have been successful. The feud started with a little 10-year-old boy who played a violin solo on my program. And the following week, Fred Allen made derogatory remarks about my violin playing. So I answered him on my program knowing he would listen to it. And he knew I was always listening to his show, so then he answered me. And this went on week after week until we got into the feud. And we were into the feud seven or eight months before we even discussed it with each other over the phone about what to do next. That's why it was a successful feud. It would have never been any other way. Here's a portion of the Fred Allen show on which I appeared as guest. Jack, this is quite a surprise, you dropping in. I didn't know you were going to be here tonight. I didn't know it either, Fred, until I heard you announce it five times last week. <laughs> but don't get me wrong, Freddie, I appreciate that buildup. I'm one guy who knows that it pays to advertise. Now, listen here, Benny, if that's a hint, you're not getting one cent for crawling in here tonight, and you know it. <laughs> Why, Fred, I... Uh, really, I didn't expect to get paid for this. I haven't any more right to take money for working on this program than you have. Hold on there, Benny. That's an insult. Well, if I... If I was Professor Quiz, I'd say correct. Absolutely correct. And if I was Major Bowes, you'd have left with a unit ten minutes ago. <laughs> Hey, that's nice work if you can get it. You know, Freddie, I wouldn't mind being back in vaudeville again, though, would you? Ah, oh, those were the good old days. Yes, sir. Say, Fred, no kidding, will you ever forget the time you and I were together at the Orpheum Theater in Sioux City, Iowa? Yep. Only I was on the stage. <laughs> I don't care, Freddie. I made more money selling peanuts in one day than you did all week. 
Well, Jack, I didn't make much money in those days, but I was a pretty good juggler. Remember how I used to toss those Indian clubs in the air and do a funny monologue at the same time? I sure do. And, Fred, you remember when you dropped those clubs? How you'd let them lay there right alongside of your jokes? <laughs> yeah. Well, Fred, anyway, a lot of water has gone over the darn since then, huh? Over the darn? Yes, Fred, you know how careful we have to be. <laughs> But just think, Freddie, just think, here we are, both in Hollywood and both of us in pictures. It does seem unreasonable, doesn't it? <laughs> anyway, I had a hunch you were going back east, Fred, and that's why I came up here to see you. Have you decided uh, which way you're going back? I mean, uh, which form of transportation? Well, I was going to take the boat and go through Panama, but I've got a hat, so oh. I decided to... Uh... <laughs> I decided to take the train. Well, Fred, I, of course, I don't want to influence you one way or the other, but uh, have you ever thought of driving back east? You know, by automobile? Uh, what kind of an automobile? Now, don't rush me. <laughs> and it's in good condition, too. <laughs> no kidding. Would you like to drive back home, Freddy? No, Jack. I'll, uh, I'll stick to the chief. But the chief is a train, as you will find out when you finish your next picture, Mr. Benny. <laughs> Say, what are you trying to get at, anyway? Well, Fred, I own a Maxwell. And I thought that... You if... don't think you can palm that tin nightmare off on me, I hope. <laughs> Why, I wouldn't be found dead in that car. Say, you're no better than the engine. <laughs> Why, the engine in that steam cabinet is so dead, the front wheels are nothing but rubber pallbearers. <laughs> Where is that uncovered wagon? It's right outside the door. Hey, boys, boys. Yeah, uh, will you drive my Maxwell in, please? Sure, sure. Now, be careful, fellas. It's a high-powered car there, you know. Right in here, boys. Right in here. Well, uh, want us to leave it right here, Mr. Benny? Yes, yes, thanks, fellow. Hey, what, what's that noise? Noise? I'll cut off the motor so we can hear it. <laughs> That's better. Yes. Hey, uh, Mr. Benny, I guess this belongs to you. Oh, the door. Yes, thanks. <laughs> to close it and it came off in my hand. <laughs> hey, what's the... Hey, who started it? <laughs> hey, what was that? Did the engine drop out? No, Smarty. It's the new sunken motor. <laughs> and listen to this horn. <laughs> that note is by Stokowski. <laughs> well, how, how, is, how is the car on gas? Well, I get about four miles to the court. If I insist, of if course. You, uh, <laughs> if you put your foot down. Yes, yes. Well, uh, how much does that make to the gallon? Well, I never put in a gallon. I don't believe in spoiling a car. You know how it is with gas tanks. Easy come, easy go. Well, Alan, what do you say? Well, now that I've had a good look at this bear trap, Jack, I know why the Maxwell people went into the coffee business. <laughs> Now, Freddie, I'm not begging you to take this car, only I thought, well, you walk all the time, you're not getting any younger. 
I think you ought to take your varicose veins out for a spin once in a while. What are you asking for this Rhapsody and Junk? I'm asking $95 FOB. FOB? For old Benny. How about it, Fred? Say, if you don't know, <laughs> laughing at your next Sunday show already. <laughs> I can't wait. If you don't know, I'd give $1,000 if I could think of an answer right now. <laughs> if you don't know by now that I don't want that car, you ought to have your skull thinned. If you don't want the car, and I think you don't, I'll be on my way. No hard feelings, I hope. No, Jack, I haven't anything against you, not Benny the man. No. I'm just not in the market, that's all. I hope I didn't offend you. Oh, no, Freddy, I'll just have to sell it to some other uh, guy. <laughs> well, thanks, Freddy. Goodbye. Hey, what was that, Jack? That's what my car thinks of you, Alan. <laughs> so long, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, the American Forces Radio and Television Service proudly presents the Retirement 2. Yes, sir. Now that I'm retiring from the service, I'm going to sell our bungalow and make a capital gains on it. The legal officer gave me the poop. Oh, that's great. But I've seen your house. Why do you call it a bungalow? Because when they build it, they bungle it, and I still owe. You know, while you're still on active duty, you can sign up for the Retired Serviceman's Family Protection Plan. What's that? It's a plan that means you collect a smaller retirement pay, but when you go, your widow and kids get a monthly annuity for life. And that's great for them, but I need all my retirement pay to finance my hobby. What hobby? Fishing through ice for olives. Financial security, civilian health benefits, job training, and placement. Just a few of the benefits of retirement from the armed forces. Find out about all of them from your personnel officer. Yes, sir. Over the years, people have asked me what I thought the funniest gag was broadcast on my program. Now, here's one that critics acclaim this as the funniest. Now, we've had others, I think, that were just as funny or funnier. But this is the one that has been written up in magazines and newspapers and everything. This was called the money or your life gag. And here's the way it went. There was a scene where I went to visit Don Wilson in his home. When I left his house, and it was very dark at night, someone came up to me on the street, held a gun up to my face, and said, your money or your life. So I did one of my usual long pauses, which got a fairly good laugh. And he said, come on, answer me. Your money or your life. So I got mad, and I said, I'm thinking it over. Another running gag on our program was the scene at the railroad station with Mel Blank shouting, 
train leaving on track five for Anaheim, Azusa, and Cucamonga. Now, people have asked me many times why this continued to be a running gag. The only way I can explain it is this is another one of those accidents. We meant it only for one show. And it got so many big laughs that we kept it on every time we did a railroad station or an airport scene. So that even today, if we mention Anaheim, Azusa, and Cucamonga, it is a big laugh and usually gets applause. See, the station is crowded. Rochester. Yeah, boss. Put on your red cap and carry my bags to the train, will you? I gotta meet my gang. Train leaving on track five for Anaheim, Azusa, and Cucamonga. Gee, we're all supposed to meet here at the information desk. No one... Oh, there they are. Hey, Phil, Don. Oh, hello, Jack. Hiya, Jackson. Say, uh, what are you carrying there under your arm? Well, I heard it was pretty cold in New York, and I want to be on the safe side. But Jackson, a smudge pot. <laughs> Well, I'm not taking any chances. You know. Train leaving on track five for Anaheim, Azusa, and Cucamonga. Does anybody want to go to Anaheim, Azusa, or Cucamonga? Say, Don, have you got all the tickets? Well, not quite, Jack. At the last minute, Phil said he needed an extra one. Phil, who are you sneaking on this trip with you? Well, it's Frankie, my guitar player. I got to take him along on account of the magazines. The magazine? Yeah, he reads to me. <laughs> oh, for goodness sake, now I have to buy another ticket. Hey, Jack, where you been? Ain't seen you around. What? Oh, hello, hello. Who was that, Jackson? Oh, he's a racetrack tout that used to hang around Hollywood Park, you know. Well, I'll meet you later, fellas. Now, let's see. The ticket window ought to be... Train leaving on track five for Anaheim, Azusa, and Cucamonga. Oh, come on. Somebody must want to go to Anaheim, Azusa, and Cucamonga. <laughs> now, let me see. The ticket window ought to be... Uh, Jack. Hey, uh, Jack. Uh, come here a minute. Huh? Oh, it's you again. What is it? I uh, didn't want to say anything while you were with your friends there, but uh, where are you going? New York. What train you taking? The Chief. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> Why, what's the matter? Take the El Capitan. <laughs> but, but I like the Chief. Come here, man. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And take my tip, bud. The El Capitan will beat the chief in the Kansas City by three lengths. Uh, what? According to yesterday's performance, it can't miss. Well, look, I'm sorry. I'm taking the chief. Huh? Why? Come here a minute. <laughs> Don't noise this around, see? No. But I found out the chief is a sleeper. <laughs> now, uh, so long, fella. Okay, okay, so long. Now, let's 
see. The ticket window should be... Train leaving on track five for Anaheim, Azusa, and Cucamonga. Look, we're not asking much. Two of you, or even one of you. Just somebody to keep the engineer company. <laughs> Here's the ticket window. Oh, pardon me, are you the ticket clerk? So what do you think I am in this cage, a canary? <laughs> Don't get huffy about all I want is a ticket on the cheese. Oh. Yeah, would you like the $60 ticket or the $140 ticket? Well, uh, what's the difference? Well, with the $140 ticket, you ride inside. <laughs> well, naturally, I want to ride on the inside. After all, you know, I'm not as young as I used to be. No. You're not as young as anybody used to be. <laughs> Don't get fresh. All I want is a ticket to New York. Return trip? No, one way. Good. <laughs> now cut that out and stop wasting time. I have to get to New York by Thursday. I'm sorry, but our trains are all booked up. Well, think, man. Think there must be one train that has room for me. Leaving on track five. Look, look, there are 5,000 people in this station. Clark, I've waited here long enough. You've just got Well, to... well, you're in luck, Blue Eyes. <laughs> I found one ticket on the Chief. Good, I'll take it. The Chief, leaving for New York. All on. Hurry up, hurry up, will you, Clark? Thanks, thanks. Oh. <laughs> Wait for me. Wait for me. Hey, Jackson, we're moving. Hurry up. I'm coming, I'm coming. <laughs> again, I'd like to salute KFI on this anniversary. You know, I hope on my 50th anniversary, KFI will salute me. That may be another 39 years from now, but I can wait if they can. This is Jack Benny. I'm a little late. Good night, folks. Well, that wraps up this edition of the Golden Days of Radio. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you to join me next week when we continue our salute to KFI. This is the American Forces Radio and Television Service.